Against a grey sky, pierced by columns of light, chased by worsening snow, flanked by a Himalayan wolf, as our SUV tracked up the Pensela, the humbling, never-ending expanse of the Drangdrum glacier finally revealed itself. A month ago, we had crossed this very spot in the dead of the night, with little clue as to what lay before or beyond. This is the Eka Foundation blog. To learn more about the Eka Foundation, please visit eka.to. Enmeshed in La La Land, Part 1 Mountain Dreams The long road to Zanskar began, as most do in India, over a chai almost two years ago. I was discussing my experiences of setting up off-grid wireless mesh networks in Ladakh in Spiti with Prasenjit Deh, a close friend and an expert hacker. He spoke about his dreams to visit Zanskar one day, and of the people he knew in the valley, and his idea of connecting remote villages with each other, and to a shared knowledge base. He discussed this idea with Geshe Lopsang Setin, who belongs to the Karsha Gompa, a thousand-year-old monastery in Zanskar. And he was interested in the educational and cultural aspects of the idea. I was instantly hooked. And while the trip didn't materialize in 2017, it did so a year later. We would also be joined by Ishan, another friend, who was interested in the project for its visual media, cultural and user interaction aspects. Preparations involved elaborate discussions, implementation plans and tinkering. In a nutshell, we wanted to set up a reliable, off-grid knowledge server and a wireless network in the triangular-shaped main valley using mesh nodes and establish wireless links between at least three villages and a few schools far apart. Our first major challenge, power. So you're telling me you can only give our guys 45 hours? That brings them to about there. Gentlemen, that's not acceptable. Oh, oh, so gotta power is everything. Power is everything. Without it, they don't talk to us. They don't correct their trajectory. They don't turn the heat shield around. I, we gotta turn everything off. Now. They're not gonna make it to re-entry. What do you mean everything? With everything on, the LEM draws 60 amps. At that rate, in 16 hours, the batteries are dead, not 45. And so's the crew. We gotta get them down to 12 amps. Oh. How many? You can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, John. We have to turn off the radars, cabin heater, instrument displays, the guidance computer, the whole smack. Whoa, guidance computer? What if they need to do another burn? Gene, they won't even know which way they're pointed. The more time we talk down here, the more juice they waste up there. I've been looking at the data for the past hour. That's the deal? That's the deal. Okay, John. The minute we finish the burn, we'll power down the limb. All right. Now, in the meantime, we're going to have a frozen command module up there. In a couple days, we're going to have to power it up using nothing but the re-entry batteries. We've been tried before. Hell, we've never even simulated it before, Gene. Well, we're going to have to figure it out. I want people in our simulators working re-entry scenarios. I want you guys to find every engineer who designed every switch, every circuit, every transistor, and every light bulb that's up there. Then I want you to talk to the guy in the assembly line who actually built the thing. Find out how to squeeze every amp out of both of these goddamn machines. I want this mark all the way back to Earth with time to spare. We never lost an American in space. We're sure as hell not going to lose one on my watch. Failure is not an option. That was a clip from Apollo 13, 
describing the challenges of working with limited power. Temperatures in Zanskar can range between plus 40 degrees Celsius and minus 40 degrees Celsius. And this makes it very hard to have reliable off-grid battery powered systems. Our design for powering each mesh node involved, a 10 watt solar panel, four 18650 lithium ion cells recovered from e-waste laptop batteries, a battery protection module, a MPPT solar charging module, a boost module to provide a stable five volt output supply, a domino core wireless mesh module, and a wireless antenna made from a tin can and a satellite TV dish. In my past experience with a domino core module in Spiti, I learned that it can survive temperatures at least as low as minus 20 degrees Celsius, and perhaps beyond that too. The real problem is managing the batteries. In the extreme cold of Zanskar, batteries would simply die if kept outside. Even inside homes, Temperatures regularly fall well below freezing point. I learned this the hard way during a winter in Spiti, as the aluminum bottle I used to drink water from was shredded apart like a piece of paper when it was kept in one of the unheated rooms in the house. To address this challenge, we divided each mesh node into two units. The first unit consisted of just the domino core and the antenna to be installed outside, as they must be kept as close to each other as possible. The second unit consisted of the remaining electronics and batteries and was kept indoors in the room in which people live in during winters. A solar panel was hooked to this setup and we had a solution that would work off-grid, hopefully survive cold temperatures and would only require the occasional cleaning of the solar panel as basic maintenance. The knowledge server. The next piece of the puzzle involved a server that would sit at the heart of the Wi-Fi mesh network and provide essential services like VOIP telephony, access to content, and allow for the management of the mesh network. To address this need, we used an Intel NUC mini PC and installed the Internet in a Box software on it. Internet in a Box started as a fork of the One Laptop Per Child's school server project in 2012. It aims to provide liberal licensed content and applications to remote communities worldwide mostly in offline settings. Internet in a box deployments exist around the world, India, Haiti, Mexico, Ghana, Myanmar, and many other locations. Also, since the internet in a box is an open source project running on the Linux operating system, it allows for unlimited customization and excellent fit for our needs. We built a custom power bank made out of 16 e-waste batteries which would provide adequate backup to the server at night time and during periods of limited sunlight. Wireless Mesh Even though there is hardly any internet in Zanskar, there is no shortage of smartphones. Application and content are shared between users through a sneaker net, usually over rounds of chai and hot water. In theory, the area is covered by a 2G network, but in reality, just one mobile tower serves the entire valley and provides very unstable, unusable service. We thought that having a locally owned and locally maintained mesh network might offer a reliable alternative, especially so in the months when road access between villages is blocked by many feet of snow. A community-owned mesh might also come in handy during times of emergency. Our plan was to deploy around six mesh nodes in three villages, connect them to the knowledge server, and allow for services like VOIP calling and video streaming.
this was the trickiest part of the setup, as none of us had been to Zanskar before and had no idea of the terrain and weather-related challenges we might face. The mesh node itself was made from a Domino Core module and loaded with a customized version of the Village Telco mesh firmware based on the popular open-source OpenWRT project. Content and Media Having deployed a mesh network in Spiti and Ladakh before, we had a decent collection of content on the internet in a box. Before we went, Sandup, another friend and native of Zanskar, visited many of the valleys, schools and interviewed teachers, asking for what content they would like to see on their network. He gave valuable feedback that helped us improve the selection of content available. Thanks to Prasenjit, we also had access to a large collection of teachings given by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. However, as time before our trip was extremely short, we just about had the time to copy them into an external hard disk before leaving. How would it appear to users on a web page was a big unknown. What was also quite uncertain was how users would be able to upload, discover, and share local media or content they would create in the valley. I had limited experience in this regard, and our very limited knowledge of where we were going did not help. Frankly, this aspect of our project made me the most nervous. Travel and Logistics Zanskar has been called, among other things, the last place on Earth. Road access to Zanskar first involves getting to Leh, which in itself is quite an adventure. The road from our base, Dharamshala, involves crossing four 15,000 feet plus high passes to get to Leh itself, and then another equally long road trip crossing more high passes. There is a shorter route, but that would involve us trekking across a very high pass on foot, and we were very unsure of its viability. It didn't help that we were carrying over 100 kilos of equipment with us, having already sent over 40 kilos in mail. Road access to Zanskar is only possible during the summer monsoon season. For the rest of the year, the only road into the valley remains frozen. There is a helicopter service that operates but is exorbitantly priced. The traditional winter route between Zanskar and Leh involves walking on foot on top of a frozen river, commonly known as the Chadha Trek. In short, it was going to be nothing short of an adventure just getting to the place where we hoped to deploy this network. There was a running joke between us that we were headed to Lala land. La means a mountain pass in Tibetan. Soon, the time to embark upon this adventure would arrive. The months leading up to this project were filled with lots of nervous excitement. Here was a chance to try out a new vision for the web in one of the remotest corners of the world, one as yet uncorrupted by the flaws of the internet, addictive social media, mass surveillance, advertisements, centralization, to name a few. Would our preparations and planning be up to the mark? Would our ideas of relevance and usefulness hold water? Would we and our equipment be able to make it to Zanskar in one piece? What will we learn from this experience? Stay tuned for part 2. This was Anish Mangal on behalf of the Eka Foundation, a frontline think tank unlocking the human future of the internet.